six minutes after the 11 o'clock hour. Welcome into the whole show on this very cold Tuesday, February 27th. We are live from the Aloe Fiber Studios. I'm Brady Hole. We've got on gel on the other side of the bulletproof glass with you here today. Busting into some good topics. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoy the topics. Going to try to see. I have not texted him yet, Angel. Kevin Lytle. We'll try to see if we can get him on. Mike Brohard stood us up from CSURamps.com, but we'll bring in. I will say on the air, he told me he 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 was good to go, and then, no, wait, I'm in a meeting at 1, and he texted me back and said, new boss scheduled a meeting at 1. So it's not like a negative thing. It's just new boss. We've been talking about John Weber being the new athletic director. So, um, well, interim, I guess, for right now. But that, that situation is all very interesting with Colorado State. We were knee-deep in that stuff last week. I suppose it's died down a bit after Cottingham's email out to um, out to staff or whatever last week. But we'll see. I'm sure we're going to get some more Colorado State news at some point. Going to get into CSU-Nevada game tonight. Big one for the Rams. Got to recover. Got to find a way to win this one. 8.30. On FS1 tonight. And I already know that means Angel's out. You'll be in bed by 8, probably. Maybe 8.05, maybe a late night for you. 8.07. Eight, 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 Something like that. 7.30 yesterday, so depends. <laughs> I went to bed pretty early last night, too. I was proud of myself. I was going to stay up. I thought there might be a college game on that I cared about. There, there were a couple, but I'm so into the Mount West thing that I'm just looking for Mount West games at this stage. So if it's not, then I'm, I'm probably out. Uh, we're going to talk about the Broncos a little bit more. I put out, I, I do a weekly feature called The Whole Minute. Angel, are you proud of me? This one was about a minute. I'm getting it down, dude. I'm getting it down. And part of the reason is, if you put it on Instagram, if it's much over a minute 20, you have to do some fancy feet moves as far as editing. <laughs> that is not my game. So better to just... Just get it on time. And as you know, I struggle with the timing of things, right? Everybody knows, if you listen to this show, I'm supposed to be, I'm going to pull the curtain back. I'm supposed to be out by 11.15-ish every first segment. How long was yesterday's first segment, Angel? Probably about, we took that thing to about 11.31, 32, something like that. 22 minutes. Okay. So we started at 11.05 and, you know, you got a commercial break in there. So... You this doesn't give you a headache as much, but I know uh, Michael Kirkpatrick, the uh, the prod manager back there, doesn't like the style. But we get so deep into a conversation on gel that it's difficult for me to to split away from that, which is the mark of I think a compelling conversation. So we're going to get into the Broncos stuff. I put a basically just a quick hit out my whole minute feature. It's at YouTube. I, if you follow me on YouTube, just search the whole show. On my Twitter account, at Whole Show, Facebook, the whole show. I mean, the whole show. You get it. We put that out. I try to put something out every single week on what the hot topic is. Angel, the tough part is is when there's not a hot topic. We get into July. Things slow down. We'll figure something out. We'll get there. But I want to get into more of that. Totally not buying it. Sean Payton, George Payton speaking today. There was a technical glitch with getting there. Their their press conference out on uh, their website, so I wasn't able to get everything. I've got a couple of videos that we pulled from our guy Zach Stevens, DNVR Broncos. So we'll talk about that. The UNC Bears 
getting some inside scoops here, Angel. Um, Coach Lamb announced his new wide receivers coach, and that's a fascinating story. Mike Regal was a head coach at a football uh, for a football team in Canada, college football team in Canada, playing against American football teams. So that that program took a monster hit in COVID. It was next to impossible. Uh, they canceled their 2020 season. It was hard for them to get back uh, on the on the right foot. And and you can see, you know, a program that they're trying to start a program there. COVID hits, yikes! So he was a head coach there, and now he's a wide receivers coach for the UNC Bears. I think that bodes really well for Ed Lamb. You bring in a former head coach. I don't care what type of program it was. You got to imagine Mike Regal had his challenges and his hurdles. You think what UNC deals with competing in the Big Sky? Talk about a, a Canadian football team, a college football team trying to compete with American football teams, and especially in COVID. With Canada, I mean, they were very strict with their COVID rules and regulations. So difficult stuff there. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. Obviously, Broncos stuff. Um, again, it's it's going to be a fun show today. Angel, let's get to the good, the bad, and the ugly presented by FMS Bank. Banking made simple. For more on FMS Bank, check them out online at fmsbank.com slash kfka. I love this story. The Toronto Raptors. Help me out. Darko Rajakovic. Rajakovic. Love this coach, but I, I have a hard time with his name. Now I know. You know they, they know how we felt with the Nikola Jokic thing. Head coach for the Raptors. He promised his players a big-time dinner if they strung together a three-game winning streak. Well, they did. Scotty Barnes had a fourth triple-double. R.J. Barrett had 24 points in there in, in a win last week. This is from last week, but I'm just bringing it up again. Um, and they won three in a row. He said, hey, I told the guys if we won three straight, I'd take them to dinner. They said, hey, we are humble. That's what the coach said. My guys are humble. They said, we don't need a big, fancy dinner. They're a very young team, Angel. What do you think a young team, young people, what do you think they like to eat? Cheap. Cheap, easy, nothing fancy. You can eat it with your hands. It's like a triangle pizza party. So the Raptors had a pizza party for them. And and again, I just think that kind of thing is cool. You don't think that happens in the NBA. That's like a college thing. Middle school. Yeah, yeah, read the most books. Yeah, but I think, I think it's a fun thing for them, and uh, that definitely had to be the good story. Not a lot of local action on last night. The bad, and I suppose good. um, It's just bad because you know we love this dude, Shaquille Barrett, former CSU Ram, former Denver Bronco. According to ESPN, the Buccaneers set to release. Outside linebacker Shaquille Barrett in a move that provides nearly $5 million in salary cap relief. He has a $15.4 million option bonus due next month. He said he knew there was a strong possibility that he could be cut due to his hefty cap charge. He's already been playing for nine years. He said he wants to remain with the Bucks, but he also acknowledged that it's a business. 
They will designate Barrett as a post-June 1st cut, meaning the team can split his $26.7 million cap charges over 24 and 25 instead of incurring them all at once. Very similar to the Russell Wilson situation if they do that, if they designate Russ. So, so Barrett won't technically be a non-buck until June 1st, but they can designate it and say it, it's done. So it will happen post-June 1st. Um, similar situation with Russ. It would be only instead of twenty six point seven million over twenty four twenty five. What would it be? Eighty million for Russ if they do this split over the next two years. So it'd be forty. So you you see why this is so, is so such a massive crippling situation for the Broncos. Um, all right, we'll, I want to get into that. The ugly last night. You had the Knicks and the Pistons going at it, and boy. What a weird situation there. Um, they, I mean, this game, a missed call comes out at the end. Detroit's head coach is furious about this, and he just going off Monty Williams, saying this is ridiculous. This is what's happened to us all year. They lost 113-111 over uh, to the Knicks last night. But there was an obvious missed call with eight seconds left when... Uh, one of the Knicks guards plowed into, I mean, absolutely slammed into uh, Detroit's forward, Osser Thompson, Osser Thompson. Monty Williams went at it. He said, this is the absolute worst call of the season. Here it is. Here it is. Let's play it for you. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. And the referees came out and admitted they were wrong. Um, I mean, referee, it was James Williams, who's the crew chief. He was standing right on top of the player, and he's seeing this whole thing happen. They did go back. And said, upon post-game review, we determined that Thompson gets to the ball first and then was deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball. Therefore, a loose ball foul should have been whistled on New York. I don't know how you missed that one. I I, I don't get it. Um, But the the Pistons, like Monty Williams, man, I I felt bad, kind of felt bad for the guy. Then he gets... They move on from him in Phoenix, thing. he's not the guy, and obviously the Pistons are terrible. Have they even won 10 games yet? I don't, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think they've won 10. So. No, that is, this is a bad, it's a bad team. So it was, it was interesting to hear Monty Williams say, this is what's happened to us all year. Well, is that the reason? <laughs> I mean, bad teams find, bad, uh, find ways to lose, I guess. But that was an obvious missed call. First advantage text line, 888-530-0043. Did you happen to hear what uh, what Bill Walton had to say about Nikola Jokic, the legendary Bill Walton? I mean, this goes back to our conversation yesterday, Angel. The national media is is taking note. I guess sweeping the Warriors is the thing that makes... Makes national media just go crazy, I, I suppose. The Nuggets, maybe this is what's doing it. 11-0 and in their last 11 games versus LeBron and Steph. 
Those are probably the two favorites at ESPN. Would we agree? Yes. Those two guys. So the Nuggets not losing to those guys, those two, in 11 games, maybe that's finally what's doing it. So note to teams wanting to get recognition, just beat LeBron and Steph. Take advantage of it while they're still in the league. Well, LeBron especially. But Bill Walton, I mean, he just kind of went off, man. Uh, He said, his celebration of life through basketball, his focus on the team, he's better than perfect. He's Nikola Jokic. He told this to the Denver Post. He's the best player in the world. I watch a lot of Denver Nuggets basketball, and every time I watch, I just get a smile on my face. It's fantastic. Joy and happiness and hope and optimism and purpose. He plays with purpose. He plays to win the games, and he does it with beautiful style, grace, dignity, professionalism. Nikola Jokic represents the conquest of substance over hype. Wow. Here's what Joker told the Denver Post. They said, hey, what, what Bill Walton told you, tell you? He just told me his appreciation. Nice things about me. I really appreciate it. Just a nice thing when a legend can talk to you. I think it's amazing. So there you go. You have Bill Walton saying... Quote, he's one of the greatest basketball players ever. It's a disservice to Jokic to limit him. He he responded to someone asking him the question, is he the greatest passing big man of all time? Thank you, Bill Walton. And I've grown to actually like Bill. I used to he used to drive me crazy. Maybe the older I get, the weirder I get. So when I watch the his broadcast that he's on, I actually like when he just goes off the rails. I didn't even know that. Sometimes I don't even realize there's a basketball game going on. He's talking about Yellowstone, about ready to explode. You know, Colorado being the, what did he say, the launching pad for the world. I don't even know what that means. Don't know what he means by it. But he got all bent out of shape when someone said, is he one of the greatest passing big men of all time? This is more of what I'm saying about how the national media does not want to give him his flowers. They feel like, okay, I can edit this. I I I can at least say he's good and he's great, but I can diminish him a little bit by saying he's the greatest passing big man of all time, or even saying he's one of the greatest big men of all time. LeBron's said that numerous times over and over. And Walton scoffed, the Denver Post said. He's one of the greatest players ever. It's a disservice to Jokic to limit him. He's an incredible scorer. He's a fantastic rebounder. He's an incredible passer. He's an incredible teammate. He has it all. Don't try to limit him. Don't try to box him in. Because with Nikola Jokic, there are no limits. The national media is paying attention to our MVP. 21 minutes after the hour. Let's take a quick break. CSU Nevada tonight. Watch out for Nick Davidson. One of the better players in this conference that you're probably not talking about as much. This is a big game for both programs. CSU's got to find a way to win it tonight. At home, got to do it. You got to get it done. That's rule number one. You follow rule number one, you're going dancing. You struggle. If you lose at home, You could be in trouble. You could be. It's the whole show powered by Chevron. We'll be right back. Stay up. 
to Speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hey, everybody. This is former CSU running back Kyle Bell, and you are listening to my main man, Brady Hull, on the whole show. Do not turn your dial. Keep it right here. You know, it's always a great listen is when Brian and Tanner have the folks from Bruno Lily LeClaire in. I mean, the, their messaging on the station, you hear it's like, don't talk to the cops. But it, they go into so much more depth than that. And and honestly, they know their stuff. And I listen, I'm a big f- supporter, fan of law enforcement, no doubt. But maybe there are some of those that are stretching things a bit to get you in a certain area. I don't know about all that stuff, but I know listening to their segments, some of the horror stories that they've heard from their clients. Listen, if you screw up, you might you might screw up. I hope you don't. You maybe do something stupid. Maybe maybe you're accused of doing something stupid. Talk to Bruno Lily Leclerc. Bill dot uh, B L L dot legal. Call them at seven two zero three four zero thirteen seventy three. Hooligans would never do anything stupid, though, right? I mean, come on. Let's face it. They're not. They're not troublemakers. They're not doing anything weird. Eastside Chris Brady. I woke up this morning to a radio program. Started. He- wait, wait, wait. Which radio program? You cannot. That see. That's something stupid. You can't do that. You can't cheat on us, Eastside Chris. You just can't do it, man. Started hearing these eulogy-like statements. Total respect for the Joker. Had to check on the computer. They didn't pass away overnight. I think it's just, I don't know how the media world works. I mean, we know we're media, but we work differently. We're local media, logical media here at the whole show. But seriously, Angel, I'm trying to wrap my brain around after the Nuggets swept Golden State in their regular season series, everyone's talking about the dude. Help me out. I I honestly, it's, it's the craziest thing I've... I've ever witnessed. Now, am I happy about it? Am I? I, Yeah, sure. I mean, you you're not. You want to be. You want the us against the world thing. I know that you're that kind of guy, and that's okay. A lot of people like that. Mind the positive media spin. It just I don't want it to be. Oh, we have no one else to talk about, so let's just go talk about Jokic, and you know he deserves it. After you know, it's it's only three games, so maybe that's where I'm leaning more. Is it's we have 24 more games to play. But why these three games? Why? 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 And not even the two games before. You're 3-0 and after the All-Star break. I've seen teams do that. <laughs> the Raptors just won three in a row, and they're having a pizza party, bro. So, like, help. I'm trying to understand it. Is it, is it honestly the, is it really the 11-0 against LeBron and Steph, the last 11 games? Is that what it is? It's very specific, so maybe not, but... More often than not, those games are nationally televised, and lots of the media are going to do it. I feel like we I never see them, them play the Lakers in Ball Arena. It's like they're always playing in L.A. Uh, so, maybe. I mean, they're the darlings. Uh, I don't I don't know if Giannis and, is really gaining that popularity right now. Luka and the Mavs are not in the playoff conversation as of right now, and the Nuggets are his team that's, hey, they could, you know, they're the defending champs, so they're going to get their attention, but... A year later. <laughs> the defending champs right. that are not in the one seed. I, 
I mean, where was all this in June? Where was all this after Joker's first MVP? Where was all this his, his, his second MVP? They see them as fraudulent or... It, nah, but it we takes, didn't want to vote Giannis a third it, time. We it, didn't want to vote Embiid. Or we didn't want Jokic to win a third one in a row, so let's vote Embiid. Let me be fair. like You know I'm a big Nuggets guy. But it takes beating the aging LeBron-led Lakers and the aging Steph Curry-led Golden State Warriors to wake national media up, specifically ESPN. Like, get out of here. I mean, the Nuggets should have already been in that conversation, but that's that's where it is now. I don't care. It doesn't bug me one way or the other. It's fine. It's better than them ripping him all the time and making my blood boil, I guess. Does it feel like they're shifting away from the L.A. teams, the California teams, to the Bostons and the New Yorks? Because, you know, New York's been on the rise. Boston is a pick to be a champion. And then there's this Jokic guy who keeps stealing all the headlines. Mm -hmm. He's getting all these crazy stats. Or, I mean, just asking. Just throwing it out. Because we know Adam Silver. We don't know him, but we know of him. He has a pretty strong hold of, I would say the NBA has a pretty strong hold on ESPN. Fair? Do you think, and just just bear with me here, that there was like a higher up in NBA media that's under Adam Silver, that corresponds and works with national media outlets, of messaging? You're, you're, you're the conspiracy guy, Angel. But that's where my mind went to of, hey, we need to change the way we're doing things here. Who was it? J.J. Redick last year said we need to do a better job of telling the rest of the story uh, about the NBA, not just LeBron and Steph Curry and Giannis. We need to tell the stories of these guys. Is there a chance, beginning of the season, all-star break, hey, this Nuggets team might get in again? Minnesota might get in again, and there's more to Minnesota than just Anthony Edwards. OKC might get in. Who knows? We need to do a better job of talking and building these teams up now so that we're not left out in the cold. And we have, what's her name? The the, the reporter that said she'd never watched Joker play until, until now, like last uh, year. Lisa Salters. Lisa Salters saying... I'd never seen him before. You were in the bubble. The Nuggets were a Western Conference team. You mean to tell me you weren't covering one of the two series while you were there? You just, What'd you do? Go poolside while the Nuggets and Lakers played? And then you would show up to work for the Eastern Conference Championship? I mean, that was a terrible look. And I know Denver was furious. Some people didn't care, but there were a lot of people that did. The fact that she admitted to not knowing much about Nikola Jokic, who was a two-time MVP before he won a title, and they've been in two West. They've now gone to two Western Conference Finals since Nikola Jokic has risen to this level of play. Part of my brain went to: Did someone controlling the national media say we need to get better here? The NBA will soon be without LeBron James, and uh, and and someday, maybe not extremely soon, they will be without Steph Curry. It would be in your best interest to start getting behind the Nikola Jokic's more. Um, you know, the even Shea Gildress, uh, Shea Gildress, Alexander. Why did I just blank out on his name? SGA. 
it, it might be a good idea to get behind those guys and build them up. Maybe learn a lot about the Miami Heat and what they're doing because you didn't know anything about well, the two teams in the depends finals. Depends on which Miami Heat players are actually playing. Right. Because half of them are suspended. Yeah. yeah Including that's, Thomas Bryant. That was a big deal, yes. Well, like you talk about the just like a little bit of the recency with Jokic. Why did the NBA drop an hour-long video of just Jokic highlights? Just highlights. An hour on YouTube. All NBA uh, NBA TV's yeah. YouTube channel. Like summer league, rookie year, first triple double, fastest triple double, forty-one his first forty-one point game. Like all of it it's in and there. Don't get me wrong. Like and they don't post videos like that all the time. It's usually just highlights. It was actually a really. I don't want to say weird. It was just highlights, basically, and kind of a couple of different. It was his the announcement that he's getting drafted, and his first interview he ever did was like, like "I'm having got fun." Put into overtime over the weekend to put that together. Yeah, it's basically just highlights, and it's spread out through the championship. Now I didn't watch the whole thing. Did you watch the whole About thing? Twenty minutes in. I watched like 10 minutes in, and it was before the show started yesterday. So I was like, I can't. Oh, it's fascinating to see. He was still doing this stuff. Like he was already playing mm-hmm. at this level. Yeah. Even when you know he was skinny, and then he put on some weight, and then he lost his weight. And now he's now he's just muscle. Now he's big yolk. Yeah, big honey. Like he was skinny, a little doughy. Now just like an oak tree. Like he's just big. And all the post moves are still there. The three point shot. He didn't just develop that in the last couple of years. He's had that. The passing's there. Yeah. It's cool to see. Yeah, it's it, it is cool. Listen, I'm not I know it kind of sounds like I'm complaining. I'm more just intrigued. Because is Joker better today than he was this time last year? Is he better today? Yeah, today than he was this time last year. I think so. How much better? A lot or a little? Cuz his numbers are about the same. Last year he was higher in points. I think he's more consistent and just all right, is he better I mean, than he was? Like, there's nothing you can do to stop this guy. Is he better than he was in June? No. Or was that, that was, that's so like far what we've seen. Right okay. Was the He's getting thing. more praise today and yesterday than I recall him getting during the entire playoff run. Yeah, I mean, they swept the Lakers and the story was, not that the Nuggets won, but, but that the Lakers, are they having issues? Will LeBron retire? That's what, I mean, he, and he, he fueled that fire. I think it's a smart move. I think they should have, and I'm not just talking about Joker. They should be going through the stories of these top teams. Dive into OKC. I think with LeBron kind of floating the idea around that, hey, it's, it's I don't, I'm not going to know when I'm going to retire, but it could be soon-ish. You have to get ready for that, and the NBA has to, okay, who's going to be the next face? Obviously, Jokic isn't going to be LeBron in terms of popularity, but... Who's going to be that guy? You know, you're going to have your Jalen Brunsons, your Tatum's, your SGA's, your 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 Donovan Mitchell's, your Booker's. You're going to have those guys, but who's going to be the main NBA guy? You need that. That's why the NBA is better than baseball, as far as getting their image out there, because baseball and hockey too. They they have struggled. They're both getting better. They have struggled to. Get four, five, six faces of their league and just annoy people to the point where they're sick of it, but it's still there. You either love LeBron or you love to see him lose. You don't have a lot of those characters. 
the MLB kind of does because it's like the Yankees. You either love the Yankees or you want them to lose. The Dodgers. Well, now the Astros. But they didn't do a good enough job, in my opinion, those two leagues, of building up the heroes and enemies. You know, the heroes and villains. The NBA does a phenomenal job of that. Even though they build LeBron up like he's a hero, a lot of fans in the Midwest are like, no, he's the villain. Well, and there's, you can, you know, I'm one of those fans. It's like, no, I don't like LeBron. He's a great player, awesome, incredible, one of the best I've ever seen, but I just don't like him. Yeah. And is it because you've had enough of him, or is it because he, when he talks, he annoys you? Is it both? It's probably more I've just had enough of him. Like, yeah. He was Dwight in, people don't like Tom Brady. He was in Miami when I started getting into basketball. So, that, and that was the only story in the NBA was LeBron in Miami. I was in Las Vegas. The one time I went there was the was during the decision, mm-hmm. and it was all every TV and every bar and every casino. It was plastered, and the special was up on the screens, and then they had LeBron announcing it, and it was it was a sideshow. It really was. Well, and no one's really, no one really captures that anymore. Kevin Durant is fading in terms of his popularity, I think, because of his jumping around at different teams and what happened in Brooklyn. Uh, Giannis is a cool player, but he doesn't really buy into the NBA narratives as much. Yeah, they they do a good job of promoting him, but nothing like we've seen with LeBron and Steph. Right. Th- those two guys. Outside of Jordan and Kobe, those two guys are maybe on the on the top five list as far as promotion. And again, times have changed. They played – Jordan didn't play in the social media world. Magic Johnson didn't play in the social media world. Kobe didn't really play much in the social media world. Not till his last couple yeah. of years. It, LeBron, most of his career, Steph, certainly most of – or all of his career has been in that world. So the media, we've had more access – We've we've with more access comes more of a need to get more content, and they do provide you content on a daily basis. But if I were Adam Silver, because that these are part of the things he has to think about, is marketing the league, and the idea that you're just going to keep banging that same old drum over and over again of LeBron and Steph, LeBron and Steph, LeBron and Steph, well. Out of, either out of necessity or you, you realize that there are other stars in this league that you need to get behind. Either way, it's a, it's a good move. And I'm not just, again, I'm not just talking about Nikola Jokic. This is a league that is seeing the writing on the wall. LeBron is probably done winning titles, correct? I hope so. I, I think he's done. Is Steph? Unless he moves teams, I don't know. So done in Golden State. Yeah. Well, the recipe has always been Steph, Clay, and Draymond first. Draymond's not going to be around much longer. I have an article here from Talk Sport about the most popular players in the NBA right now. Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Luka, SGA, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Halliburton with the Pacers. He's getting a lot of love. Uh, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kawhi, Steph at 11, LeBron at 12, Tatum, Zion, Booker at 15. And number 20 is Wemby. Hmm. And we're all kind of waiting for Wemby. Like, Wemby yeah. is supposed to be right. the next guy. And he does have some miraculous things going for him. The Spurs are just bad. Yes. 
Flying Dutchman says, fellas, Converse, then Adidas, and Nike have driven the marketing of NBA superstars. I think it's taken some time for the apparel companies to recognize Jokic as being marketable. You guys sound like George Soros is behind this or something. It's just sales of merch, like the whole Air Jordan thing. And see, I don't, I don't buy that. When Jokic has a has his own shoe deal, it's not with him. It's with like 360, yeah. like Hong Kong or something. It's not. Yeah, he, he didn't. Who did he sign with? He did sign a shoe deal. I thought he did sign with one of the major brands. I'm not saying you're completely off base here, but... He signed with the Chinese sneaker brand 361. Yeah, yeah. 361 ain't Adidas, Nike, or Converse. You know, I don't know. Are they a branch of that? I have no idea. Dude, I wear the same shoes, different... Like, every other day, I just switch between, like, two pairs of shoes and maybe some, you know, some boots. Not cowboy boots like Tanner. Let's be clear. Red wing boots. Those things are solid, bro. But I, I, I don't know that I buy that whole narrative. I, I do buy I do think that yes, companies do have a lot of influence there, but the NBA can create guys that they want to really get behind and rally around. Oh, and Steph is still the top selling jersey. Yeah. And then it's Tatum, LeBron, Wemby, and Giannis. Jokic is fourteen. So Flying Dutchman, I'll ask you the question. Explain it to me. Why overnight did Nikola Jokic become an overnight sensation when it's not, he's been a two-time MVP and NBA champ? But overnight, the NBA is talk or NBA media is talking about him like they've never talked to him about him before. You tell me then. You give me your assessment. Forty-three minutes after the hour, poll question of the day. This stems from our conversation yesterday, but I didn't put it to Twitter, Angel. And you know you have to put things to Twitter before they become like official. Court storming. Are you in or are you out? Yes or no? 75% of my hooligans on, on X disagree with me. Yes. Yes, court storming. All the way. 43 after the hour. Let's jump out and get the latest on the local sports flash. It's Jerry Schimmel, the voice of the Colorado Rockies and formerly voice of the UNC Bears. And you're listening to The Whole Show. Welcome back into the show. It's a whole show powered by Chevron. Big one tonight for the CSU Rams. 8.30 on FS1. This is a bigger game for Nevada at this stage because Nevada's kind of on, they are on the bubble. So there's, listen, I at the end of the day, I do think CSU's getting in. But I also said they got to avoid a major collapse to end the year. So... This is going to be, it's a big game for both teams, but the Wolfpack, they're on the NCAA tournament bubble. A win over the Rams, who were just, they were 22nd last week, would be a huge resume boost for them. So it's a big one. Yeah, Joe Lenardi's bracketology from this morning has Nevada and New Mexico as last four buys mm. um, currently. Mm. So, like, you got to win this one if you're Nevada. Yes, and I have CSU right now as a seven seed. That's why, again, if you're the Rams, you got to find a way to be, win this one too. It's a, it's a big Mount West game. These games are all big Mount West games. Um, but I'm look at a guy like Nick Day, uh, Davidson for for Nevada. It's a guy that's averaging about 13 points a game, and I said 19. Well, that's just over his last like 10 games. 
So he's averaging about 13 points per game, but he is up that average. He is playing like one of the best players in the Mount West right now. He had 22 against San Jose State, 25 against Utah State, uh, 19 against New Mexico, 19 against UNLV, 11 against Wyoming, 23 in their final game against uh, San Jose for the season. So they have some guys. They absolutely have some studs. The Rams are favored in this one by seven and a half, and they're gonna have the guys are gonna have to out, watch out for Jared Lucas um, against CSU the first time around. He had almost thirty points in that game. Kenyon Blackshear, what is he, six foot six? I mean, he was he was on fire too. Everyone was on fire in that game for Nevada and CSU. So that's I don't seven point spread. Hmm. Seven and a half point spread. Rams at home. They should they should win. I I, I don't know if they they cover that one tonight, but they they should win this game. So Lenardi has six Mountain West teams in right now. Does that number stay there or does it lower? So he has Utah State, Boise State, San Diego State, Nevada, New Mexico, and CSU. Yep. I think you want those guys in. Like th- those guys should be in. I think it stays the same. I, I I've gone back and forth on this every week, but I do think that they're go- the, this conference is going to be viewed as they're so good that they're just beating each other up. So we're going to give some of these teams the benefit of the doubt over some of these other bubble teams or close to the bubble teams in other conferences. I think this conference has now gained the respect. That it that at least deserves this season. It's I think the the Mount West has been good for a while now, but this is a different it's a different kind of good. And I, I did say at one point, Angel, that I felt like not having a clear cut runner, front runner, kind of hurts this conference. But I I don't I don't know if that's how they're going to view this thing. The bubble the 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 bracketologists out there, the people that put these guys in. When you look at the Ken Palm and you look at their net rankings and all that, these Mount West teams, I think any one of them could go on, could go deep. And if you get six in, now that's been the knock until San Diego State went all the way to the championship was that, yeah, the Mount West is always really good. And then you get four or five teams in and nobody gets past the first weekend. San Diego State changed that narrative a little bit. The pressure will be on the Mount West a little bit this year, but... If six get in, how many make it past the first weekend? Half? Yeah, three. They win two games. They win Thursday and they win Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think so. Three get in, and that would be big. Get past that first weekend. We'll see SU be among them. Big one tonight against Nevada. Last time these two teams played, the Rams got smoked 77 to 64. 11.51 the time. Let's uh, take a quick break. I'll wrap up hour number one. It's the whole show powered by Chevron. A Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. You like podcasts? We podcast every show immediately after it airs at 1310kfka.com. Or wherever you download your favorite stuff. Northern Colorado's Voice.
103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hi, this is Earl Boykins, former Denver Nugget, and you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA. It's hard to think about golf today, but tomorrow you might be thinking about golf. It's supposed to be a beautiful day. Maybe windy. I don't know. Eaton Country Club is Northern Colorado's hidden gem of a golf course. And uh, you know what? They've got some of the best greens in all of northern Colorado. Golf can get pricey, but you won't find a better deal than take, for example, their junior membership for people 29 years and younger. You can sign up for tournaments that are open to the public. Check it out and get your membership at eatoncc.net. But there's also opportunities if you just want to get involved in different tournaments. Try it out. Don't become a, You don't have to become a member yet, but you want to see for yourself. You want to play it for yourself. You'll love it at the Eaton Country Club. First finish text line, 888-530-0043. Are we officially in or out on court storming? I think you and I, Angel, both came down to it yesterday. We're out, you know? And I'm not even like, I know this sounds calloused and mean, I'm not even thinking about the player's safety. I'm just like, dude, it's goofy. It's goofy. Spazzy. You know, well, you know, college-y. I'm not... I don't. In, in, in a game that you're favored in, at home, I get it. Should Duke there be a rule? A top ten team, but should there be a rule then, like an unwritten rule that you can only storm it when it's like you upset the best team in the country and you're a nobody, or you beat your rival? Should there even be that? I mean, I don't no. Like even the rivalry stuff is weird. No, because you're going to play each other all the time. If you're a rival, you're playing each other all the time. Yeah, like Auburn does it every time they beat Bama in Auburn. It's like, okay, we're just going to beat you next year. I just dance. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, all right, coming up next, let's talk about uh, UNC football hiring their uh, next wide receivers coach. And I know that sounds like Brady. Why is that a topic? Well, it's because of his background. We'll get into that more on the other side. Top story of the day coming up next.